Hey, my name is Zach, and this is the Plaid Jacket Philosopher, the podcast for tradespeople and the blue-collar middle class. I'm hoping to punch a few holes in the stereotypes that surround blue-collar workers and hopefully share a lot of the stories behind how we got into our line of work and the honest joy you can get from working outside of the office space. The plan is to mix in interviews as well as some solo stories from job sites, fatherhood, and personal experiences that led me to where I am today. Some will be funny, some will be personal, but hopefully any and all content here can help broaden what your opinion is of the blue-collar middle class. Hey, hey, new year, new me. Just kidding. Uh, if you're looking for that messaging, you're going to have to go somewhere else uh, <laughs> this week. I kind of had a, a rough little subject that I've been thinking about and working on, uh, kind of on, uh, kind of revisiting perspective a little bit. Uh, but then also I figured I'd just give an update over the holidays. It was fairly eventful, not necessarily in uh, the best way, but, you know, I had uh, booked a whole week off this year. Um, right between Christmas and New Year's, and so I ended up getting about 10 days off work, which was wicked. I mean, I ended up doing some work around the house and got roped into changing a heater at my neighbor's place, but I, I can't complain. It was only a few hours of work overall, so it was nice to get a break, nice to spend some time with the family again over Christmas, you know, with my parents being divorced, with, you know, us having multiple Christmases to go to. It makes for a busy but eventful and really a good time of year, right? Like, we get a lot of different events to go to, so... It was, again, it was fun this year, got a good time to recharge, uh, visit everybody, kind of exchange gifts, you know, have a few dinners. Uh, it was great. It was, uh, <laughs> it was definitely something we kind of needed just to reconnect with everybody. It was, it was really enjoyable. Uh, so on top of that, I've also, you know, completed this one wall and uh, sectioned off this other bedroom down in the basement. So I'm going to try to start producing some video content here in the next little bit. I've got a bit more... Uh, hardware to get before actually launching it but uh, it'll be a new venture i'm i'm excited about it try to put out some visual content i don't know if anybody wants to watch this i mean personally i uh i very rarely almost never watch a podcast i like to listen to them while i'm driving or at work once i get home i don't have time to sit down in front of a computer but you know some people do and if it helps you know, grow the show or reach different audience, or if you just, you're into that kind of thing, um, I'm going to try to get that going here fairly soon. And then I'm going to have to teach myself how to edit that. So <laughs> that'll be fun, whatever, one step at a time. Uh, so anyway, so over this, this holiday, uh, I guess we'll start off with about a week before Christmas, uh, a couple of our kids were pretty sick. We had a bit of a cold run through the house, and no, it wasn't the vid. We got tested for that, but you know, it. we all ended up getting pretty sick. My three-year-old and then my year and eight-month-old got it the worst. Our youngest getting it the worst. He actually had to be um, hospitalized one night. Uh, he ended up getting diagnosed with RSV. Uh, he just needed, you know, supplemental fluids on IV and then uh, an oxygen. He, w he wore oxygen for one night because his uh, blood saturation was getting a little bit low. So anyway, that was pretty scary, but it was kind of, you know, it, it was almost fitting for this year, right? <laughs> for To end 2021 off with something like that, it, it almost seemed fitting. It was funny, though, um, because in the hospital there, you know, he was going through different tests and they were just kind of treating him and treating whatever symptoms they saw and that they could. And then, you know, his blood work was taken, he got tested. And the first tests that came back were that he was COVID negative, and which we kind of already knew, like, it's not like we're testing our kids. But my wife and I had this cold, a little bit of a cold. So we had tested ourselves and we were negative. So we figured he's negative. And when, uh, but when the nurse came back to tell us, she's like, okay, so I've got really good news. It's not COVID. 
I said, okay, perfect. Like, uh, but that's, it, isn't that a lot less deadly than RSV? Like, isn't that the one we should be worried about? And it was kind of like, well, yeah, we're waiting back on that test. That one is, is a bit more severe, but you know, a lot of people like to know that it's not COVID nowadays. And so I just, <clears throat> whatever, I'm, I'm not there to make some stink. I just, I just thought it was funny because, you know, the one of them is statistically has next to a 0% chance of any serious negative outcomes. And then RSV is something that is known to be lethal to kids under four. So it was just, uh, it kind of rolls into this, this topic, like of perspective, right? Because most people, I'm assuming that that was meant to be a reassuring uh, gesture or a reassuring bit of information, but to me, it's like, well, yeah, like that we weren't worried about. We're worried about RSV, like, because we know that's going around this year. And then, you know, ended up being that, but it was just, it was just kind of funny because that was, that was given to us as reassuring. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's not what we're worried about. We're worried about RSV. And so anyway, um, it was just, it's just kind of funny, right? Like how, how things can get skewed. And that's again, I'll, I'll roll into that here a little bit later uh, into the episode about perspective, but I'll just keep going with my, my holiday update. So then a few days later, I think it was December 20th or 21st, I ended up, you know, it was my last week of work. I was on my way to lunch break and just kind of dozed off. You know, when you look out the driver's side window, like to anybody who drives a lot for work, I'm on the road, you know, three to four hours a day, which isn't a lot to some people, but to most people, that's probably a fair bit of driving every day. And I was just kind of dozing off, like daydreaming out my driver's side window. You're kind of using your peripheral vision to to see where the cars are, the, the brake lights go out. I'm sitting at a light dead stop in my uh, one ton truck there. And all the lights go out, you know, I wait a couple seconds, I see cars start to move. And I'm again, I'm still kind of looking at my, <laughs> my driver's side window like an idiot. And I just literally let off the clutch in my truck, roll into this Toyota Corolla in front of me and just sandwich it. Like there was no squealing, no nothing because the brakes were off. So I just pushed it into the, into actually the next car. So that was pretty sweet. I can't wait to, uh, to get that bill in the mail from the insurance corporation, or at least to let them or to let me know what my premiums are going to raise for next year. But it was kind of funny because the police showed up because none of us really knew what to do. Like I've never been at fault for an accident. And I guess the other, the, older couple involved were like, well, I don't know. I guess we just call the call 911. I'm like, all right, go ahead. They got there and it was, it's a weird, it's a weird feeling. Like this is new to me, you know, being in my early thirties, but dealing with cops now that are younger than me, it feels weird because to me, it's always, you know, I mean, it still is a position of authority, but I, when you're younger and you're dealing with them, it's usually not as uh, cordial. (laughs) And, and, you know, you're some young punk and you're dealing with somebody who really does, you know, you have that sense of authority. They, they're older than you. They're, you know, they're in uniform, all this stuff. So, but now like they just asked me kind of what was happening, what happened, went over it all. And the guy just kind of, you know, like we were, we were getting along fine. And he's like, man, honestly, it sounds like you just had a brain fart. Like, I'm not even going to we're not even going to write you a ticket. You didn't do anything wrong. You weren't on your phone. Like you're already going to get fucked hard enough as it is by ICBC, which is our crown corporation. It's got a monopoly on car insurance. Thank you very much, British Columbia. Anyway. Um, so they were just, (laughs) it was just, it was kind of, it was interesting. I mean, obviously, you know, I'm white, so got to take that into account here with this interaction. I'm just kidding. But, 
Um, I'm in Canada. Relax, guys. But uh, yeah, it was it was interesting. It was um, I don't know. It was, it was just kind of a different experience. Obviously, the whole day sucked. Like I was a bit uh, shooken up from it all, and then you know, like this other car was completely caved in in the back, and my truck has you know my bumper maybe pushed in an inch. <laughs> like they're like, well, your truck's obviously drivable. Do you want to head out of here? I'm like, uh, yeah, I'm good to go. Like uh, as long as everything's taken care of here, and they're like, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Like your truck's fine. So anyway, I'm waiting to see that bill, seeing what's going to happen with my my insurance rates. But you know, cross that bridge when I get there. So now, uh, I think that's kind of the main stuff that went on in the holidays. Nothing too exciting. Then we had Christmas. It was great. Kids got spoiled by grandparents, aunts, uncles, everybody. Uh, the last bit, uh, just over these last few days that I've been dealing with, I tried to get an episode out last week. Actually, just didn't work. Um, you know, the, one of the parts of the lockdowns that have gotten, you know, they're starting to get a little bit more play, a little bit more attention, but it's something that really kind of finally hit home. And I'm not going to get into details because it's not, uh, it's not really my place to talk about, especially at this stage, but, um, the whole mental health aspect and the addiction aspect of the lockdowns really, really hit home this last week. Um, with, you know, somebody who I'm very close with and it's, um, it's tough, you know, it's, uh, it's resulted in hospitalization and we're gonna, you know, um, see where we go from here. I'm hoping that, uh, that, that this is kind of a start point for something better, but it's, you know, it's really frustrating, honestly, to, to kind of see this stuff and to see it hit home so hard because I know plenty of people who have lost their livelihood, who've lost income, who've lost, you know, in this case, almost lost their life. And I'm not talking about to the disease, I'm talking about to everything else, uh, all the byproducts of the lockdown itself. Um, again, I'm not talking about the virus, I'm talking about the response to it. And it's just been, uh, it's been heartbreaking, to be honest, it's been pretty soul crushing to really see it hit home this close. Um, and it does seem to have kind of been tripped off by the latest round of lockdowns. I mean, locally here, you can go to a casino, party your face off, gamble away a bunch of money till the wee hours of the morning, but you can't go to the gym at all. They've shut down all the gyms now. They've got all these different restrictions in place. And it just, it's really hard to find any rhyme or reason at this point. And like what what came became very clear here is you know especially with the gym like you know they're they're putting more restrictions on religious gatherings as well but a lot of people use the gym kind of as uh as like that sanctuary somewhere to blow off steam somewhere to you know it's it's their sense of therapy it's the way that they get through things and that was kind of the case here and then when that got closed down uh things just seemed to spiral and it's uh yeah, it's been tough. It's been really tough to deal with. It's it's frustrating on a lot of levels. It's, like I said, it's pretty heartbreaking. But um, again, you know, at least, at least it didn't end as badly as it could. So you got to take the positives out of it. I think that it brought a lot of um, their support network together. Uh, they're going to really see how much love they've got, how much support they've got, that they aren't in this alone, you know, despite the fact that Many people do feel that way. They do feel very isolated with the lockdowns and with all the repercussions that are coming from that. Um, I think in this case, in 
my little social circle, it's going to really prove to bring people together. So from that end, I'm, I'm grateful for it a little bit. I, I like to try to find the silver linings in a lot of stuff. And I think that's the big one here. And I think moving forward, it's going to, it's going to bring everybody a lot closer together. It's going to, it's just going to galvanize us. I think, uh, it, I think it makes people stronger. I think it's going to make the one person in particular a lot stronger and make them realize that they aren't alone in all this, that they've got a lot of people who care about them. And again, that's the big bonus that I'm taking from this because it's um, it's really frustrating to see all these people, you know, succumbing to their vices, their diseases, their mental situations, whatever it is like this. God, uh, yeah, the ramifications of these lockdowns are going to be felt forever. And this isn't even, I'm not even talking about on, you know, on kids, on, on my kids with their fluctuating school system, with what that's going to do to them moving forward. Like, I'm just talking about the adults in my life, the people who, who aren't coping very well. And this is really rocking a lot of boats. So, and again, like my, my kids schooling, they were supposed to be in school this week. It did, uh, it didn't happen. They're pushing off the start date till the 10th. We just got emails today uh, requesting a bunch of info from like our, you know, what kind of tech we've got at the house from laptops, iPads, whatever, uh, so that the school can kind of loan out to people who need it. Um, so they're, they're kind of, it looks like they're planning on or at least going to be having a backup plan to go back to remote learning, which again, like, it's tough to say, right? Like, I don't, I don't understand. I don't, I didn't mean to get into this at all this episode, but I'm just going to spend a couple minutes. I don't understand um, how none of this stuff gets looked at. Like, you know, I, I, I stay on top of this for British Columbia. I've kind of stopped looking at wider numbers because to me, you know, there's so many numbers out there. There's so many shifting um, charts and, and percentages and all that stuff. I just kind of look at the British Columbia numbers on the BC CDC website and, you know, at this point still, British Columbia's median age of passing away with slash of COVID, because now they're, they're even changing the way they're uh, reporting those. Like today, I just noticed it when they said that four people infected with COVID had died today before, uh, I don't know, as early as last week, at least I haven't looked in the last few days, but all of those numbers were always reported as uh, X number of people died of COVID. Well, now they're being reported as X number of people infected with COVID have died uh, because they're kind of getting their peepees slapped in realizing that all these different admissions and deaths could have been with COVID, not of COVID. So anyway, I, I don't mean to get down this rabbit hole every time, but, you know, w with what's going on with the mental health in my family or in my, you know, my friend circle here, it's um, it's on top of mind, right? So when the median age of death in BC is 82 years old, and yet the people that I know who have suffered the hardest from the lockdown and the mental health aspect, the addictions aspect, the, again, substance abuse, picking up new substances, like all of this stuff, this is affecting a far younger demographic. And so, I mean, I would argue... I think the number in BC we just lost, it was roughly the 2,400th person with COVID slash of COVID. Again, that number now is a little bit thrown into array because they've, you know, they. It, <laughs> this is what happens when the, the numbers get fudged. Now nobody, like, and, and they wonder why people are distrustful, right? Anyway, that's a whole nother tangent. But uh, 
but you know, like the the number of years lost to the younger demographic that I know directly because of the lockdown versus the number of years of lives lost on due to COVID ish. Um, I have a feeling that they are astronomically higher to the lockdown as opposed to COVID when I think the average the average age of natural death in BC is something around 84. So you're on average losing two years of life. Like, to me, and I'm not, like, it's so hard to say this without it just sounding cold and calculated when you're talking numbers. That's not what I'm saying. Like, every every year of life lost or every person lost to this is a it's a tragedy right it really is like i'm not taking anything away from it but if you're going to be cold and you're going to be analytical and you're going to release numbers like that and you're going to try to make it look stark and harrowing you should really try to put a number on the amount of life the amount of years of life lost due to the lockdown effects and i have a feeling that that would be astronomically higher because, again, like, uh, this event that happened really close to me was, you know, person in their early 20s. And if, if they had succumbed to this issue, like, that's, let's go off of 84. That's, you know, roughly 60 years of life lost. So that's the equivalent to 30 of the average COVID deaths. And this is one death linked to lockdown effects. Like, that to me is staggering. And that to me is... It's a more indicative way of looking at the effects of this. You know, like, you, this isn't talking about the virus. This isn't talking about vaccine rates, nothing, despite the fact that BC is over over 80, I think it's over 82% fully vaccinated above the age of five. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy to me. But still, we're in this new wave of lockdowns, this new clampdown. Like, anyway, I'm going to... Before I, I just realized that I've spent half this podcast. I haven't even gotten into any of the topic that I want to do. So I'm, I'm going to leave that there. It's bound to come up again. Uh, sorry, I don't like to drag it down. But it's it's stuff's hidden close to home, right? And uh, I mean, that's, that's one of my favorite parts about podcasts and listening to indie podcasts in particular is that you kind of get to know the person, right? Like, uh, anyway, that's me. So what I want to talk about today is perspective, roughly. And when I'm kind of trying to brainstorm topics for this podcast, especially when I feel like I hit a wall or I'm kind of uh, like coming off a break, for example. Like I, I didn't spend, I didn't spend any time listening to podcasts. I didn't spend any time recording anything. I didn't even spend any time writing down ideas. Like to me, this was my time, my break, and I loved it for it. But then all of a sudden I started panicking in the last couple of days being like, oh, I got to record a podcast. And, you know, lo and behold, I left it till the very last day. So today is Tuesday, January 4th. Uh, this episode will be out on January 5th. So again, it's one of those record, uh, cut it and send it. It's the way it goes. <laughs> They're usually the ones that I find that are a bit better because I'm under a little bit more pressure and I, I don't really have the time to screw up and redo it. So it is what it is. I, I enjoy it. This is kind of how I work better, I think. So, but today the idea was perspective. And so, oh yeah, what I was getting at. If I run into a rut, what I like to do is take a brain busting edible, sit on the couch, watch some kind of trippy movie or watch some YouTube stuff, something that kind of gets my, my brain working and thinking and getting a little bit more creative because generally I'm a pretty analytical person. So, you know, sometimes it takes a little bit of a 
just a little bit of grease in the gears to get things rolling. So what I was thinking of this week is actually because of, you know, the Pink Floyd cover with the prism, the light, and then the rainbow coming out the other end. <laughs> yeah, how stereotypical. I get it. But anyway, what I was thinking is what used to happen, and I mean, I have a vague memory of this. I didn't pay too close attention to the news but from what, like even talking to my parents, like the news used to be the facts and, you know, you'll get editorial sections or uh, different opinion pieces, whatever, even on the newscast. But the baseline of the news and why the news was thought of as boring and not entertainment is because it was giving you facts. It was giving you facts and then letting you filter out that information and you decipher the story, right? So the way that I was thinking about this, again... It was a brain buster, all right? I was, uh, there's a lot of grease in the wheels. So, as I was thinking about this, like, that fact is that white light, like that daylight that's coming at you, right? It's hitting the prism, and you're the prism. And now you get to decipher that into this whole rainbow of colors of all the different little facts, key points, and interesting things, and you kind of get to make up your own mind. You can look at all these facts, develop your own theory of what happened, or, you know, whatever, or you can dig into it more, look for different perspectives, but... The fact of the matter was that it was up to you to take these facts and then decipher them as you will. You know, take from them what, what, what's there. That's really it. And so it was left to you to glean out that story. Well, now, the way that, that I was kind of looking at it and the way that it seems is that, that what happens, that daylight hits the prism. But now instead of you being the prism, you being the the deciding factor and how you get to pick apart the perspectives involved that instead instead hits the newscast or whatever the media outlet is that you're consuming if it's online if it's you know again if it's like a, a news article or if it's a, a newscast a news broadcast they're the ones who take that info and then spread out and disperse the little bits of information from it that they want and it's you know, again, because now it's more entertainment news, right? So it's it's feeding you an opinion. It's not feeding you just the raw facts of the story and letting you develop your own educated opinion on it. It's leaving out a lot of it and then feeding you little certain air colors of it. So let's say you've got the rainbow coming out the other end. Well, they just want to give you a red, orange, and yellow, and they'll leave... What is that? G-Biv. So green, blue, indigo, and violet. They'll leave those colors out of it. You don't need to know those facts of the story, but you get red, orange, and yellow. That's the story. That's all that you need. So now you're working with an incomplete picture. You don't get all the facts anymore. You don't get all the data. You just get the spin that they've gleaned from the story. And to me, like, it's, it's just frustrating. And I'm not saying, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying that <laughs> I'm a good filter of it either. Like, I'm reading stuff that's usually spun through a wash cycle and put through its own prism, and then I'm reading it. Like, it's really hard to just find data. And if you do find data, it's really hard to decipher it. Because, again, like, I'll just revert it back to what everybody's looking at a lot of the time, or I shouldn't project that on you. What I'm looking at a lot of the time are, you know, data sheets with COVID and stuff like that and trying to figure out how they justify these lockdowns. And, you know, it's tough to read it a lot of the time. Like, I'm not, I don't know, I'm not a statistician or whatever it would be to I'm not I'm not accumulating data points and plotting them all on graphs that's not my job that's not my field of expertise if you could say I mean electrical like <laughs> what am I doing looking at any of this stuff and trying to make sense of it but you know it's 
it affects us all, right? It affects every walk of life, and um, but it's tough. It is tough to decipher the the baseline facts now because they're. I do think that they're given in a way that makes it a little bit trickier. I mean, if they just, you know, if, if just straight numbers were talked about, and again, we didn't have, like I alluded to earlier, the fact that now it's being skewed through this prism of, well, oh, did they die with COVID or of COVID? And now that's even up in, you know, that's up in the air now. So now we don't even know if that number is correct. Like it's just, all of this could have been alleviated if things were just open, you know, if, I don't know. I mean, again, obviously I have a perspective on this. I think that it's used to drum up a lot of fear. I'm not alone in thinking this, but but it's pretty, uh, that's my bias where I'm coming from, right? So, but if they if they didn't feel the desire to do that and we were able to look at this objectively, analytically, then, you know, the picture would be a lot different. We wouldn't have this same level of polarity in society. I mean, and again, going back to this, this idea of, you know, the facts going through the prism that's now, you know, um, news media, like that's also adding to the polarization because on one channel, you've got red, orange, and yellow being portrayed. And then on the next one, you've got blue, indigo, and violet. Nobody's giving you green. Sorry, for those of you who aren't a millennial, I don't know how people learned this before. I learned the the rainbow as Roy G. Biv, red, orange, yellow, green, blue, indigo, violet. So that's the uh, the comparison that I'm making here. So let's say uh, on some left-wing media, I don't know what they are, ABC or CNN or whatever, they're giving you red, orange, and yellow. On Fox, they're giving you blue, indigo, and violet, and nobody's giving you green. So there's a piece of the puzzle that's missing from everybody's everybody's viewpoint of this, right? But all of a sudden, you've got... Again, these just polarizing factors, and it's all it's all based on perspective, you know. Like, and people are going to have different perspectives on things. So, you know, we're going to have different opinions on the way something should be dealt with, or what is a tolerable risk level for you as an individual. Like for me, I have a pretty high level of risk that I I'm uh, comfortable taking. I think that that's reflected in you know pastimes that I've had you know, going skydiving or working in mining or working in oil and gas or I don't know, <laughs> whatever. It's stuff that I like doing. I like uh, anything, go-karting, hockey, anything that's physical. It's, it, you know, there is a sense of danger to it. There's, you know, I, I have a fairly high level of risk um, tolerance, I guess you could say. Uh, you would never confuse me for a safety guy on a on a job site. That's not saying that I don't promote working safely. I'm, I will not. I do not plan on losing my life at work for work. So, don't take this as a as a pro. Just do whatever it takes. Work as unsafely as you want at work. That's not my uh, my viewpoint at all. I'm just saying that in general, you know, getting back to the point, we all have our own different levels of risk assessment too. So we're going to have different perspectives. That's fine. But let's leave it up to us individuals to kind of choose those perspectives, right? Like, I just saw some graph actually today, it showed something, it was, it was showing the audience per episode of, uh, well, it was basically showing the raw power of the Joe Rogan experience. And anybody listening to this, I'm sure you're, if you don't listen to it, you're at least familiar with Rogan because, I mean, how could you not be? If you listen to podcasts, you know Rogan is out there, whether you listen to him or not. And he's had a few huge guests on recently. I mean, 
you know, ones that aren't necessarily like the biggest names, but they're probably my favorite are Tim Dillon. Tim Dillon is an absolute maniac. He's he's one of my favorite comedians out there right now. Um, but and when him and Rogan get together, it's just it's magic. That guy's a maniac. So anyway, he had Tim Dillon, he had Peter McCullough, and he had uh, Robert Malone on recently, Dr. Robert Malone. And that Dr. Robert Malone one is, uh, uh, it's incredible, really. Um, yeah, it's incredible. He, he's actually linked in that episode a bunch of different episodes that he had talked about speaking specifically about, you know, the child psycho- psychological effects from the lockdowns and the school closures and all that that I'm going to seek out and listen to because I'm, you know, that interests me, right? I've got kids. I've got a, a family, young kids. Uh, it's a point of concern, right? As I've kind of referenced earlier in this episode. So, but these, uh, and people wonder why his show gets, so anyway, on this graph, his show is getting something like 11 million views per episode. I think CNN's prime time was something like 820,000 compared to 11 million. Uh, all the other shows ranged kind of like whether it's CNN, Fox or whatever, all these different, the polarized news sites were, or I think the highest one was around 3.2 million. I think that was the Tucker Carlson show, something around there. But then you've got Rogan at 11 million. And you know, as much as people like to demonize that guy or people like him who like to throw a controversial opinion out there or you know it's not even controversial if it's something that if it's something that goes against the current zeitgeist it's controversial right so so looking at that though i mean what can you glean from those numbers like those hard facts are telling you that people are more interested in hearing a rich nuanced opinion something that can actually be batted around and discussed as opposed to dissected for you and then spoon-fed the perspective that you should have on whatever the topic is, right? I mean, those uh, those numbers, those those audience numbers are incredibly... That, that difference is amazing. That's incredible. And I mean, that's... Uh, I, I think, you know, I mean, and I hope... I don't know if I hope. I, I don't really have an opinion on whether it should die or not, but I do think it's going to kill legacy media because... I think people are wisening up to that and you know you're going to have a few hardcore people on either side who just take one perspective and swallow it every last bite and that's going to be their opinion no matter what right and but I do think that that uh that group is shrinking right like I think I think news media or entertainment news is I don't know. I mean, this isn't a hot take, but it seems to be losing. And that number alone showed it like that graph was stark. It was, <laughs> it was pretty incredible. Actually, it gave me a bit of hope. Like, and again, you can hate Rogan, you can disagree with his opinions, you can disagree with his viewpoint, whatever. But I think it's pretty hard to um, it's pretty hard to disagree with the fact that, you know, he is allowing for open discussion. Now, I know some people find it they deem it dangerous, but um, they've never read a history book because it's a lot more dangerous to silence any dissenting opinion than it is to uh, give it its share of sunlight. And again, you know that sunlight is going to disinfect. It's gonna it's gonna burn away the crap ideas and the you know just the the crazy shit, right? Like there's enough of that out there. Um, it's you know it, <laughs> you can tell. Or at least hopefully you can tell. And again, if, if we all just had the facts that we were being blasted at us, I think we'd be able to tell a lot better rather than being fed one perspective and then 
when you see real numbers, it's a shock to the system. You can't even believe that, you know, then you can't believe it. You figure, well, that's got to be a lie. And it's because, you know, we weren't ever given the full story. I fall victim to it all the time, too. Um, it, it's, it's why, like, sometimes if I'm looking up a story, I have to look at it on a couple of different news websites to try to glean where, where the middle ground is because, I you know, you, that's what you got to do. If you're just consuming one source all the time nowadays, it's uh, I think you're going to fall into that pitfall of perspective. And so, anyway, that was a, a long extrapolated version of what I was thinking about melting into my couch on uh, a pretty high concentrate edible. So, I don't know. I might have to do that again to spark up a few more interesting topics but I was actually going to uh well I'm going to talk about it now just briefly but I am thinking about doing that that episode uh about kind of you know what's coming on with the metaverse and VR and you know what kind of effects that would have and you know so I'm going to kind of reach out to Ty here I mean if you're listening you can definitely hit me up otherwise in the next few days I'm going to try to try to remember to hit you up because I know you had brought the idea up to me and if you have any time then I'd be absolutely down to talk about it so either way um i'm going to start doing some research on that i think it's going to be an interesting interesting talk even if it's by myself and into this microphone again like i'm back to doing and honestly i'm just happy it's a new year same old me um you know maybe a few things have changed over this last couple of weeks in regards to yeah my view on the lock well it hasn't changed it just reinforced it so sorry i'm getting more galvanized and um stronger in this entrenched in this position so sorry about that but if you don't like it find something else to listen to so i don't know what else to tell you anyway um that's it for this week have a great week i'm working on getting a few more guests uh, a few return guests actually that i think uh, you guys are going to really like and i'm yeah just going to kind of keep working on the show a little bit i've i've finally finally now that i've gotten through all this stuff over the holidays all this drama uh i am i did find a guy from uh, actually his show, which I just started listening to. It's it's really funny. Is the internet is a toilet? Um, I believe his name is Hank. I've got to figure that out. But uh, I'm gonna be work or he's gonna be working on a new intro for me, which I'm excited about because um, this one's feeling a little bit dated and honestly not very accurate anymore. So you're gonna hear it in this episode, maybe a few more. But I'm gonna try to accumulate some clips and. Uh, and hopefully he can put together an intro for me. I'm super appreciative. Check out his podcast too. Again, that's the internet is a toilet. It's pretty funny. They're 20 to 30 minute episodes. And uh, yeah, they're just, they're goofy. They're fun. I like it. So anyway, have a great week, guys. And I will talk to you all again soon. All right, everyone. That's it for today. I hope you found some value in this week's episode. If you did and are interested in more content like this, please rate, review, subscribe, and recommend the podcast to a friend. I really appreciate all the feedback you have given me to this point and look forward to hearing from you again. As always, the podcast page is The Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Facebook, at Jacket Plaid on Twitter, and at Plaid Jacket Philosopher on Instagram. That concludes this week's episode. Thank you so much for the continued support and especially to those of you who reach out weekly with comments on each episode. Have a great week and I'll talk to you all again soon.